1: meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine
2: om namah shivaya gurave sachidanandamurutaye Nishprapanchaya shantaya niralambayate jase muktanandaya gurave shisha samsara harane Bhakta kayaka de hayan namaste chit saratmane. Heta ve jagatameva samsara nava seta vein. Rabha saiva vidyanam guru namaha guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo mahishvara guru sakshat para brahma tas Shri sri gurave namaha om swarupa swaswab swa bhava namaha
1: Om. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self, your own essence, your own beingness. Oh Shiva. The one reality being all is being you. Again and again, I bow. Om Svarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah. Family time. Holidays are family time for most
0: people. The pandemic has been officially declared as over. So people are getting together in person more than has happened in years. While you look forward to the time with your loved ones, it can be a challenging time. It's strange, isn't it? The people you love the most in the whole world can be the hardest for you to spend time with.
1: They know how to push your buttons. Well, of course. They know exactly where your buttons are because they installed them.
0: How can you love them without getting angry or defensive, without judging and evaluating, without reacting either outwardly
1: or inwardly? You have to draw deep, base yourself in the self. And if you can't do that, go with the love. You love them. That's why you're spending time with them. Go with the love. You've heard of unconditional love? Well, that's your job. I know you want them to give unconditional love, but they've already proven incapable of it. You're a yogi. You are capable of more than they taught you, more than they modeled for you, more than they gave
0: you more than they live in their lives now. You see, your karma matched theirs perfectly when you were born. Patanjali explains this in the Yoga Sutras. Chapter 2, Sutra 13, Satimule Tadvipako Jatyayur Boga. As long as the kleshas are there, the reservoir of karmas will ripen as the form of birth, length of life, and experiences. There's a lot to learn here, so I'll take it step by step. Satemuli tadvipako jatyayur bhoga. As long as the kleshas are there, the reservoir of karmas will ripen as the form of birth, length of life, and experiences. This says your karma manifests in three ways. The situation you were born into. How long you will live. And the types of experiences you will have in this life. We'll look at each one of these in turn. It is your karma from prior lifetimes that determine the situation you were born into. This includes where you were born. The people to whom you were born, and for some of you, those who adopted or raised you. Your karma set you up with the color of your hair, skin, and eyes, your mother tongue, the economic status of your family, and educational standard. Your karma determined if you were born in a rural area or in the middle of a city or suburb. Karma. Past lifetime karmas like seeds being planted in the type of earth in which they will most easily grow. The place you were born, the time and the people, it was fertile soil for your karmas to come to fruition, both pleasurable and painful experiences. It is past life karma that gave you your innate talents and abilities. For example, I taught myself to read by the time I was three years old. My parents read books to me, the same ones over and over, and I was able to figure out how the letters and the words worked. I see some of you nodding. You too? I was a bookworm from an early age and brought it with me from many prior lives. Some people are born with a proclivity toward music or math. Lots of baby toys are about math and engineering. Even stacking up a tower of blocks teaches basic principles of engineering and physics. Of course, you learn these things as well. Whatever innate ability you brought in, it still requires training. You have to train your brain, grow synapses for that specialized activity. You have to train your hands like playing a keyboard. Your fingers have to work in certain ways. Or for any sport, you need to develop your brain's ability to use this body effectively. But the interest that comes naturally to you, it means you probably did this in a past lifetime. Now, here's the trick. It doesn't mean you have to do it in this lifetime. It means you have a capacity and you decide whether to use it or not. I have known so many artists in my life with native talent, as well as training, but they chose another profession. Practicalities meant they had to become a computer programmer or a chef. The starving artist is unfortunately a real phenomena. Our society doesn't support art very well. So if you want a comfortable lifestyle, you may have to choose to develop your other capacities beyond what you were born with. Now, just a reminder, I'm headed back to talking about family get-togethers. But first, I'll speed through the other two things that Patanjali told us about karma. We've looked briefly at the first. Here's the sutra again. Satemule tad jatya yur bhogaha. As long as the kleshas are there, The reservoir of karmas will ripen as the form of birth, length of life, and experiences. Chapter 2, Sutra 13. Your karma manifests in three ways in your current lifetime. The situation you were born into, we've looked a little bit at that. How long you will live and the types of experiences you will have in this life. The situation into which you were born, you earned it in your prior lives. You didn't choose it. You earned it. Through your own actions, words, and thoughts, you are reaping what you had sown. How long you will live is also a karmic thing. You were born with a set lifespan. Let's call it genetics. Okay, the lifestyle you were trained in as a child, that contributes as well. And you can change it by the choices you make now. As an adult, you might continue doing exactly what you learned growing up, or you might choose to change it. Look, here you are at a meditation program. That could be a different thing than your family of origination does. Maybe you're doing yoga breathing, movement and diet have a huge effect on your lifespan, as well as your health while you're here. So you have what you were born with and raised into past life karma determined that and you have what you are doing now. This is karma you're creating in this life. Your actions, thoughts and words in this life have an effect and you can choose effects that will extend your lifespan. The third result is the types of experiences you will have in this life. They fall into two categories, pleasure and pain. The karma you brought with you propelled you into early experiences that were pleasurable or painful, depending on the types of actions you were balancing out from prior lives. If you lived a virtuous life or many virtuous lifetimes, you have a lot of pleasure coming to you. So you get born into a family with lots of resources who can give you lots of opportunity and lots of love and support along the way. And you'll live a long time and experience lots of pleasure. If you lived a life of vice back there somewhere, or maybe a few lifetimes, doing things that diminish your consciousness, shorten your lifespan, and create pain for others, then you have a lot of pain coming. Your birth situation will be less fortuitous, and your early experiences include a lot of pain. But it's never black and white, you know. We all have mixed karma, some pain, and some pleasure. That's what brought you back into a human birth. Now, what are you adding to the mix? You are creating karma in this lifetime by the actions you choose, as well as the words you speak and even your thoughts. For your thoughts are the most powerful of all. The new karma you're creating, it's going to give you future pain or future pleasure. If your current actions, words, and thoughts are virtuous, you'll get pleasure. If your current actions, words, and thoughts are vice, you'll get pain. This is the secret to managing your life. I'll repeat it. If your current actions, words, and thoughts are virtuous, you'll get pleasure in the future. If your current actions, words, and thoughts are vice, you'll get pain. Just like a sculptor with a giant stone, you carve it into what you want. You can sculpt a life of pleasure by performing virtuous actions, by speaking virtuous words, and by thinking virtuous thoughts. You can sculpt a life of pain by following vice, by speaking vice-filled words, and by thinking thoughts of
1: vice. What kind of life do you want to have? There is a third type of action, karma-free action. When you do
0: things that benefit others, but you have no personal motive or investment involved, your action is karma-free. I picked up a piece of trash on the beach one day. I was walking along the wet sand, you know, the hard pack sand, easy to walk on. And I saw somebody's discarded lunch bag a little ahead. So I veered onto the soft sand, picked it up, and dropped it in the trash can about 30 paces away. Then I veered back onto the hard pack and kept walking. I would have no memory of this. Someone was walking toward me, As he drew near, he said, That was nice. I said, What? He said, You picked up the trash. Oh, I had already forgotten. What I had done was helpful, yes, but it wasn't about me. It was a karma free action. Well, it was karma free until he complimented me. Ha! When you live your life this way, you're not adding to the karmas that you have to burn in this lifetime or future then your karma doesn't determine your life. You're in charge. You're always coming from a deeper level of your own being. So the decisions you make are about how you can serve. Life is not about what you get. It's
1: about what you give. Well, you didn't get there last time. You've proved it by
0: being here in a body again.
1: Here you are.
0: So you have pain and pleasure to undergo coming from your previous actions, words and thoughts in prior lifetimes, as well as previous actions, words and thoughts in this lifetime. And you are getting ready for the holidays, maybe even getting ready to see your nearest and dearest of family gathering, virtual or real. These are very important events, very nurturing in some ways and very challenging in others. I went to a big family gathering, a summer event at a park. I arrived after the picnic tables had been pulled together into a group. Some kids were running around playing games. As I walked across the grass, getting close enough to see that these were my peeps, I felt a zing inside. It was like my DNA was singing. When we all got together at this very informal event, I could feel the genetic bond. It was strange and delightful all at the same time. And of course, I had shared so many experiences with so many of the people there. That shared foundation created another level of connection. There's something very real and very important about family. A similar thing happens to me when I spend time with others who were with my Baba. We share a spiritual DNA, plus the shared experience of God, Guru, and Self. It's like bedrock to the foundation of my being. My Guru brothers and Guru sisters are very important to me, as well
1: as our hometown, where it all happened, Ganeshpuri. Family time. Most likely,
0: it is both pleasurable and painful. I've described some of what the pleasure is about. What causes the pain? Partly, it's about expectations. You expect reruns of old conversations, and they happen. You can predict that certain people will act in certain ways. Mm. You even expect problems, and they often happen need and desire get in the way. You bring in your needs and you want them met. Maybe you even want it to happen in a way that it's never happened before. So if it never happened before, what makes you think it's going to happen this time? You desire a certain outcome, maybe that you will be appreciated or understood. Maybe you hope that the ways you've been growing and changing will be noticed approved of, even emulated. You've learned a bit more about life since you last saw them, especially if it was some time ago. So you want them to hear all about the new you, to understand
1: and accept you. Accept. They liked you the way you were. They liked you the way they made you. You matched them. You see, you were born
0: or adopted into a family that matched your karma, but that was your karma some decades ago. Since then, you've been doing different things and sculpting a new type of karma, and it may not match theirs anymore. Your new you doesn't fit in the old shoe, and that's painful to you, and maybe to them as well. If you liked who you were when you were growing up with them, you would have stayed there. Now that you are who you are now, there's a mismatch. And when you spend time with them, you tend to go back to who you were then. You revert. Your old karmas come to the fore and you get trapped in them. You become who they are. You do what they do so that you will fit in. You know how to think the way they
1: think, so you pick it up again. Except it's not who you are anymore. Who are you? You get caught in the multiplicity of selves,
0: your many small-ass selves. You can pick between them, even bounce around them all day long or for days. Or you can base yourself
1: in a deeper dimension within your own capital S self. You get to decide. The holidays, holy days are a great time to look at yourself. Who are you? Who do you want to be? You choose. Whatever you choose. This will help along the way.
0: I recommend you do lots of silent mantra all the way through, even when you're having fun. Om Swarupa
1: Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah